Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. All right, back at it this week for a new topic. Crap hits the fan, preparedness made simple. SHTF, preparedness made simple. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Reason being is, I mean, take a look at uh, the current events, right? Seems like, um, well, pretty much uh, the whole country lost its mind, right? Uh, We've got lack of border security, reckless spending in government, economic instability on the horizon. Uh, There's all sorts of supply chain issues, Um, huge polarization between political parties and even within some political parties. Um, You know, our our current administration's made some blunders overseas. Uh, There's a general atmosphere of instability, instability, fear, uh, distrust, um, the whole nine yards. So it's not that we've never seen any one of those things um, before, right? It's just that everything combined together, um, you know, for folks that were kind of saying, you know, I should probably get my preparedness things in order. I should probably get myself in gear or I've done this before. I, I do have preparedness uh, milestones that I've hit. I should probably go back and recheck those. You know, all of these current events are are making people sit there and go, yeah, I should probably go back and either get started or, or just go check my, uh, where I'm at, right. Uh, do some maintenance. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, you know, and again, I, that's why I'm talking about this is because I see all these things happening and I go, you know what, I better go check this or I better go check that. Um, not because it, I'm in a place of fear or, or anything like that, but it's the same thing with self-defense. I, I feel more confident um, because I train self-defense. I feel better um, about my my role as protector and provider um, when I have my preparedness levels uh, taken into account. Now, some of the best advice I've ever heard was, you know, prepare like the world's going to end tomorrow and uh, live your life like it's going to keep on going on forever. Um, puppy dog tails and roses and sunshine, right? Um, because you just can't live in uh, end of the world in your head all the time. That's just not not healthy. But you can't go on and not prepare for the event of a car crash. You know, you put your seatbelt on for good reason, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, again, I, I want to go back to these current events here. Should all these items shake you and and get you, you know, worried and, and being anxious? I know in the past it used to kind of rile me up quite a bit. Now I've had some situations in my life that, you know, make me look at this stuff and go, yawn. All right. You know, not that I want that. Not that I underestimate, um, you know, a collapse or uh, really hard times in our country, but, you know, I have spent so much time in my life worrying about things that I couldn't control. Man, I can never get that time back. So, again, I I hit this last week when we were talking about kind of a a more defined um, role for Family Man Tactical and the brand that, you know, it's it's about building community uh, for like-minded folks. Um, 
that want to be better protectors and providers for their family, actually getting out there and doing the work um, to make that happen. And then going forth and being force multipliers, um, you know, helping those around you that see the need to prepare or want to be better self uh, or self-defense minded folks or better protectors. Right. And, and here here's where it goes down to doing the work. Right. Each one of us has got to do the work, put in the time to be better prepared because, um, you know, it'd be very easy. Let's say I wrote you a check for fifty thousand dollars and I said, here, uh, friend, go ahead and um, get prepared, you know, for for the end of the world as we know it. Right. And, you know, you could take that and, and go maybe buy a bunker. I'm not saying that a bunker is a good thing, but let's say, you know, you you went and bought a $10,000 bunker that you had, um, you know, buried and they do have those for $10,000. Right. And, uh, so they have that, you know, you go out and buy, um, all the firearms you think you need, all the food you think you need and blah, 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 and down the line and stuff like that. But the reality is it doesn't have the same flavor as if you were to go and, uh, put in the work to not just buy those things, but, um, improvise, find out, you know, where you can save money, what you can do in that regard. So everything we're focused here on is not just throwing money at the problem. It's actually finding out ways to save money, um, build things, um, save things, you know, just, uh, not cut corners, but, uh, make the most out of what we already have. Right. And, um, so anyway, let's, let's jump into this. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, again, the way I was brought up learning about self-defense and preparedness, austere environments, survival, it was always like, okay, what's the task conditions and standards. And for you former or current military folks out there, obviously that's, um, you know, not a, not a surprising, um, three words there, task condition standards, but, um, you know, that's, that's how I was taught to think about things. Okay. What do I need to do? to what degree, you know, et cetera, and, and down the line. So um, part of uh, knowing that is, okay, what is what is the condition? What what crap hits a fan scenario should I be preparing for? And that's really tough. And I think this is what gets people stopped before they ever get started is, oh my gosh, look at all these current events. Anything could quote unquote set things off and, and create the end of the world scenario. Well, probably not. It's probably going to be a combination of things if and if and when it ever gets to that point. Now, that's the hard part. And this is where I kind of sidestep this issue so that I don't get derailed and those that I'm talking to or helping out don't get derailed either. Any myriad of things could cause uh, a collapse um, or a destabilization or an interruption of emergency services or anything like that. I mean... <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, the the fear of a, a virus in 2020 made people so concerned about their um, rear rear end uh, cleanliness that they went out and just you know grabbed all the toilet paper they could find and hoard it. You know, like there wasn't more important things to worry about as you're getting into a collapse. Um, I know it's not a, a fun topic, but just so we're all on the same page here. There are other ways other than toilet paper to clean your rear end in a crap hits a fan scenario. And toilet paper is not the first thing I'm going after. Although I really do want toilet paper. <laughs> Just, oh man, I have to laugh. So that's a perfect example of a bunch of people sitting there going, oh, 
I do need toilet paper. That is the first thing I should go out and get <laughs> instead of um, an ample supply of food, right? So, okay, so what are we preparing for? Well, this is the biggest thing. Instead of trying to figure out what is the cause and therefore extrapolating um, what problems you're going to be facing, assume that any breakdown, at least I do, and I was taught to, assume that any breakdown in um, society that would be supply chain issues, any interruption of emergency services, etc., is going to cause eventually, and I say eventually, within a short period of time, um, a lot of the same problems. Now, I know there's folks out there um, that per, you know are preparing for a foreign invasion and all that kind of stuff. Look, I, I don't even want to go there, okay? I like dealing with, and I again, I go back to what I was taught because I had some really cool trainers and experiences. And, and uh, one of the things I learned was, you know, you always, you always want to look at what is the most likely course of action for the bad thing that's going to happen potentially to you and what is the most dangerous thing. Now, sometimes the most likely and the most dangerous line up, right? Um, but sometimes what you think is the most dangerous scenario isn't, and what you didn't think was the most dangerous scenario is. So try to, I try to keep an open mind. Okay, so let's get back to it before I get down that rabbit trail. Um, okay, four things that I think will help folks streamline and prepare for most uh, SHTF scenarios, right? Okay, the four things... And you can categorize these. Everything umbrellas is under these umbrellas from there. And uh, I'll show you. Okay. The first thing being um, 911. In an emergency, whether you need police, fire, or an ambulance, you can call 911. Now, in a complete collapse, right, of whatever, economic collapse, um, and then all, then the police, fire, and EMT, uh, nobody can pay uh, their salary, and, and they're, they're gone, right? They don't exist, or um, whatever, a breakdown in rule of law, whatever it is, okay? Not important. The fact of the matter is, emergency services aren't in place, okay? So now, we're looking at being, having to provide security, uh, because, you know, the police aren't there, or somebody had a really good idea to defund the police, and uh, I'm kidding. That's a, that's a horrible idea. Nobody should ever do that. <laughs> but the the you know the police are necessary, right? Who are you going to call in the middle of the night? You know to to clean up after a, a bad person. Uh, you know broke into your house or or something, right? So the police. What about fire? You know we don't. I don't think we pay a lot of attention uh, attention to that in preparedness, but you know, um, are you prepared to fight a fire? You know, are you prepared to help a neighbor fight a fire? Because guess what? Fire spread, depending on how close your, your homes are or, you know, wildfires starting or something that could create a huge regional, um, issue. Uh, so are you prepared to help, uh, fight fires? Do you know anything about fight, fighting fires? Um, not only within your home, but also, uh, elsewhere. And then of course, um, you know, the ambulance, EMTs, uh, doctors. Now, most of us are, are never going to get to the point um, that that ship has probably already sailed for most of us that we're not doctors. Um, but do you have nurse friends? Um, do you have EMT friends? 
um, that can help you prepare in that regard. Um, those are all important things. So if you look at 911 as kind of a group, right? That's that's your first out of the four um, is is police, fire, and EMT, and in any sort of collapse. And this is why I'm so adamant about um, the use of community, building a community of like-minded folks, um, neighbors, and and all that kind of stuff. Because while you're doing the work with those folks, um, you know when the police come, they don't send one one officer. Uh, when the fire department comes, they don't send one firefighter. The same thing with EMT, right? We we sit there and, and you know, we'll say, oh, one little car accident and there's multiple police there and, and multiple fire engines and, you know, a couple, um, a, a couple ambulances and stuff like that. But they always send, um, you know, lots of backup. That's a good thing, right? And we should be the same way uh, with, with community. And, and that's one of the Again, one of the pillars <laughs> in our, our brand is is building community for that reason. Okay, I went on that enough. Um, so focusing on solutions for uh, police, fire, and EMT in very short, uh, easy ways, and then maybe protracted ways. Okay, so that'll get your mind thinking. It does with me. Shelter. Okay, three main things that come to mind with shelter. One, the home. If If there's a time to do repairs on the home, or there's something that needs to be done to better better improve the structure or the um, the weather resistance or, or something. Now's the time to do to do that. Really. Um, the other thing is controlling environment within your home. So let's say the thermostat, the heater's out, and you don't have any any fuel to run your generator. How are you going to keep your uh, home warm? You know. And, and this is one of the things that, uh, again, derails so many people as they sit there and go, well, I'll build a fire. And it's like, yeah, eventually, you know, the firewood is going to run out or things to burn are going to run out. Not to mention you have ventilation issues and all that kind of stuff. Some folks are completely, if they live out in the rural, rural area or maybe even somewhat suburban, uh, they could probably, um, you know, just make do with lots of wood. The majority of people. 80% of the people, I would probably say 90% of the people, though, are in a more urban, suburban area. How are they going to control the environment around them, right? And uh, so anyway, that's that's one of those things. There's ways to do that. And I got to tell you, it's all about controlling. I've learned anyway. It's all about controlling and regulating your body temperature instead of trying to do what we've done in the modern world is control our uh, thermostat to a, a balmy 72 degrees year-round, right? It just, if you look historically, that was just not the case. Um, people dressed accordingly. And that brings us to the next thing about shelter, is your clothing is your shelter, right? Um, and, and having those things squared away for you hunters out there, uh, for you campers out there, for you outdoors-minded uh, folks, you know about layering and all those kind of things. Again, this is not a how-to. It's just an organization of four things you can focus on to uh, make your preparedness more simple. So let's say you don't have air conditioning. You don't have a, 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 a furnace, right? You don't have these things. These are some ways to handle things. Also, in the, in the summertime, gosh, just wetting down a bandana and putting it around your neck. Oh my gosh, it could take 100 degrees down to 90 uh, degrees easy 
um, by doing that and doing it several times, right? So there's ways to regulate our temperature and make ourselves more comfortable and keep us from either freezing to death or uh, becoming a heat casualty. Next thing is, very few people talk about this in uh, um, you know preparedness. It's always about guns and uh, survival tools, right? You know, cool paracord and different camping tools and, and guns, right? What about waste and hygiene? So this is this is a big key, you know. When everybody was stocking up on toilet paper last year, I was surprised there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't a run on bar soap. Um, I, I thought that was funny. Everybody wanted Lysol to fight the the virus, but where was the bar soap? You know, well, it was right where it was supposed to be in the shelves. You could get as much as you wanted, at least uh, where I live. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. So. Um, you know, that category of how do you handle waste? Not only uh, the dinner table scraps, and yes, there's things that, you know, you, you just can't consume, right? You have a nice T-bone steak, you're not going to eat the bone, right? You got to do something with that. You know, what do you do with that? Where do you put it? You know, your garbage uh, collection is not coming by once a week anymore in uh, crap hits a fan scenario. What do you do with that stuff? The other thing is, what about sewage? So some folks are on a septic tank, and that's really cool, right? Um, another reminder, though, I think, is that if you haven't had your septic tank serviced in a while and you know it's getting due, now's the time to do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Uh, the, the folks that are on, um, you know, city uh, water or city sewage, you know, I, I love the the pat answer of, well, you got to move out out of the cities. You got to move to the rural areas. Guess what? For some folks, it's just not going to happen, and that is not an excuse not to prepare for hard times. Historically, um, STHF situations, folks did not run out to the hills. Um, they they improvised in the cities, and and that'll probably be what happens again if something like that happens. So. Um, how do you handle sewage? Well, there's ways to do that without giving everybody cholera, right? Um, and you got, and again, it goes back to the community thing. If your neighbor is handling their sewage in an inappropriate way, that's going to get everybody sick. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're doing all the best practices handling your sewage, right? So, again, these are these are solutions uh, or problems that come up that the solutions need to be made for and not everything's the the same you know if you live in an apartment building how you handle sewage uh, with your folks is different than how folks would handle it maybe in a suburb, uh, suburban environment and maybe folks that live in a rural environment okay so boom waste sewage and then hygiene okay you know with with all the antibiotics that we have you can just go see your doctor whenever you want you know, I've noticed that there's a lot of, <laughs> you see folks do some really dirty things um, that won't last longer than a couple weeks in a STH, uh, SHTF situation uh, just because of disease. So a simple hand washing, um, how these things are ha handled, um, not biting your fingernails, all this kind of stuff, keeping your body clean, keeping your clothes clean, um, all that kind of stuff. So there's those those three things is normal waste, uh, sewage, and hygiene. Um, solutions need to be in place there. Then, of course, uh, down to the mainstay, food, water, and general health and wellness, right? So 
Um, water obviously is, is definitely important. Um, you know, having, uh, having three days of water in the house is important. Um, you know, being able to tap into, uh, the, the residual water that's in your pipes, um, after uh, water pressure goes, you know, um, being able to take water from your water heater, filling up bathtubs, those are great, but those only last so long. And hopefully in a, you know, in a S, uh, SHTF situation, you've got um, significant rainfall in your area of the country, right? Um, but even so, you've got to have a way to clean that water, not only for bacteria and viruses, but also chemicals. You know, if, if you have uh, roof water, right, uh, rain runoff from your roof and it's going into a downspout and into a bucket, you're still picking up chemicals um, that you're going to want to clean out, right? So those are, those are things that, um, you know, solutions I've put in place with my family and, um, you know, got to be prepared for is, is bacteria, viruses, and chemicals, right? And, and heavy metals, right? I, I, um, I think there's some really good, um, you can go out and get today that remove, uh, filters that remove heavy metals, uh, from your drinking water. So, uh, something to think about there and then food. So, I thought this was interesting too. Even after 2020, um, everything that happened there, the average house doesn't have any more than three days food, perishable and non-perishable. Three days food. And it's also interesting to me, um, and I suffered from this before, is I, at first, when I started getting into preparedness, I didn't actually have my calorie counts down. I didn't count how how many calories, because it's a pain, really. It can be how many calories you consume in a day, right? And, and match that against what you think is a, um, a full meal and really is not, you know? So, um, how much an adult, uh, takes, takes on as far as calories in a day, how much a teenager does. Now think about when you've been doing a major project in your yard, on your land, anything like that, and your calorie intake goes up from there. So, um, it's not uncommon for you to, to burn an extra thousand calories, you know, or need that much, um, if you're doing some really hard labor. And again, if you're performing your own, um, police fire and EMT, you're, you're working on your shelter, you're performing all the duties of waste and (laughs) waste management and hygiene and all that kind of stuff. And you've got to do all this, you know, you can't run out out to Taco Bell anymore. You've got to do a bunch of food prep and water, uh, purification. You're burning a lot of calories, right? So clean drinking water, good food. And then of course, um, you know, general health and wellness through, uh, through nutrition, right? So your food should be nutritious too, but, um, what about supplements? Um, what about plenty of vitamin D getting, uh, sunshine? Uh, that's why I say just, just general health and wellness, um, those things in place, um, which, which kind of leaves you down the line to, um, your, your medicine cabinet, right? Um, now, how I categorize that is, is, um, you know, in waste and hygiene, I also throw, um, medicine, uh, next to hygiene as well. Um, so I kind of skipped over that one, but, um, having a robust medicine cabinet is, is really important. Um, 
it gets a fair amount of attention in the in the preparedness community but truly um with a bad cold or the flu you can burn through a lot of cold and flu medicine really quickly um and it's you know with how quickly you can burn through that medicine it's not very cheap um so definitely uh supplements um to kind of combat anything that uh, you might pick up sniffles cold and flu wise etc so there you have it that's that's four things i would head somebody off in and they said chris mm-hmm. i don't know about um you know preparedness or i don't know where to start i'd say okay focus on these four categories and simple solutions for each one of these well how do you be your own police officer well that's kind of hard they get a lot of training and and that's their career you're not going to be a police officer in in one day nor are you going to be a firefighter or emt there's a lot of work to be done however how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time you know what get some self-defense training you know let's say uh you're not really keen on uh firearms okay that's fine you better get good at uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and thai boxing and, and all this kind of stuff um and and then work your way into uh responsible firearm ownership um you know how to handle fires i mean get some fire extinguishers in the home if if um you know if you don't have fire extinguishers in in each level of the the home and everybody knows where it's at that's got to be done today that can happen without um a collapse right and then uh learning learning uh first aid you know cpr and first aid so those are the things that i would focus on quick um today this week is basic things that you can do um and and streamline the process everything else kind of like i said falls under an umbrella whether it be security um shelter uh, waste hygiene medicine um that whole that whole uh, umbrella there and then food and water uh nutrition hopefully you've found this somewhat stirring for for food for thought maybe you're going to go back and recheck um Hey, if you're one of those folks that you can tell by what I'm saying, you're way more prepared than me. That's cool. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what I left out. Um, again, these are umbrellas um, that things fall in under. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's I like things that that are simplified, right? Because if you have a million things to think about all at once, uh, that little uh, analysis paralysis thing shows up and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to get past that for folks. And I think that's really why most folks start preparedness and then they stop is they just go into uh, paralysis because of all the things that need to be done and then the distractions of life. So as better protectors and providers out there, it's always good to circle back and put ourselves in check. Okay. You know, how am I doing with security? How am I doing with my home? Um, am I even going to stay here in a preparedness situation? Um, am I going to stay in this home or am I going to go somewhere else? You know, and that's not even getting into contingency planning. You know, if, if you have the place you're at where you want to stay in a bad environment or in a, a collapse situation, you know, but you can't stay there anymore. What about all these preps at another location? Um, how are you going to transport your preps there? Or maybe you have some some pre-positioned uh, preparedness items there. Things to think about. But if you start getting too far down that rabbit hole without getting the f- uh, first four things here um, taken care of, 
it'll derail a lot of folks. I know it would me. So anyway, hope you've had this, uh, had this great time listening, um, to my, uh, to my thoughts on, uh, uh, preparedness made simple in the next coming weeks. Uh, I got a friend who's going to come on. We're going to talk about, I don't even know what we're, we're kicking around some ideas. Um, I think I know what we're going to talk about, but I could be wrong. He could come to the table with something way better. Um, a good guy. I'm going to be happy to have him on and kick around some ideas. Um, talk about things that concern uh, dads that you know want to be good, uh, good protectors. So, anyway, hey, it's Monday. Got a whole bunch of week ahead of me uh, to get knocked out here. Oh man, I wish it was a weekend and I was just spending time with the family. Um, but I just got done doing that. I wish you uh, a safe and enjoyable week where you get lots of stuff done. I pray that the Lord bless you uh, with safety, security, and uh, lots of time spent around those you love. Uh, until next time, I'll talk to you soon.